You're listening to the Magic Our Way podcast with Kevin, Danny, Eli, and Rachel. Oh, I love the way their foul little minds work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of The Magic Our Way. Magic Our Way. Magic Our Way. Magic Our Way. The Magic Our Way podcast. They are truly magical and whatnot. Asante Sun, everyone. You're listening to the Magic Hour Podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana. And on this show, we invite you to feel the libations. Feel it, feel it. We are Artistic Buffs talking about dizzy stuff, and this is a show in which every opinion is welcome. MagicRoy.com is where you can find us. For this show, we discuss Elemental, Pixar's offering for the summer 2023 blockbuster movie season. And look, this isn't your typical polished practice Pixie Dust and Disney podcast. No way. We are not in Walt Disney World every day trying to snag one of those new figment ear headbands. That's right, Kev. We're here to drink, talk some Disney, and cheer on the windbreakers. Toot toot. Woo! That's right. So you guys just have to listen up while we drink it up. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. I'm Eli. I'm Rachel. And of course, we always hope that everyone out there in Maweek and Land had a great week. How's everybody doing in the studio today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Been a that quiet a day. Yeah. Quiet day. Not Easy. a whole lot going on. It's no, just too hot. Yeah. You know, it's so it hot is. outside. I saw the devil drinking Gatorade. That's hey. how it was. That's right. Oh. That's hot. Not here. <laughs> no. We got cold rain. Oh, can oh. you send some of that down here? Yeah. Yes. We'll yeah. take some of that, please. Yeah. It's like our temperature been in the upper 90s and like the feel like temperature is like over 100, like 105, mm-hmm. 110. 103 oh. is what we had in the car today. Yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous. I, I don't. It's it's like August two months early. Oh, God, it's yeah. scary. It's yeah. scary. I'm waiting for a hurricane to pop up. I go through three shirts a day at this point. Nice. Oh, mm. yeah, that's sweaty. Ooh. Yes, yeah. that's hot. Well, I I'm smoking, baby. What's that's it. Time? That's it. Don't hey. hide the truth from him. Don't hide the truth from him. Man, you're too hot to handle. Woo. Too cold to hold. There hey. it is. <laughs> oh man. Well, I had I had a, a fun. Well, I mean, work was work, but I had a fun week because. My youngest learned how to make a banana, banana cabana drink. Oh, wow. Ooh. Wow. Should you be admitting this on air that your kids are making <laughs> your cocktails for you? <laughs> uh, my youngest even, you know, my kid, uh, the other two don't really care. But for some reason, the youngest took interest in me making this little concoction. Because, you know, I always do the thing. It's like, all right, one part this, two parts this, three parts this. And it's, I've been pretty consistent with it. And she's like, one day, like, what was it, Tuesday? She's like, oh, daddy, can I make you drink? I'm like, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sure. <laughs> you know, who am I to yeah. refuse a child's uh, wish, labor wish to help you. to want to help me child labor a drink after? Yeah, child talking. labor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, 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 who, why should I That's deny That's a child that? labor of love is what it is. <laughs> so she did the thing. You know, I helped her with the bottles and whatnot. And it was kind of interesting. And so she was making the drinks. It's like, cool. Great. This was Tuesday. Wednesday comes around. Daddy, can I make you that drink? I'm like, sure, baby. All right. So she makes me the drink again. She does it pretty good. Each and every day, I'm helping her out. And then Friday, you know, end of the week, three-day weekend, looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, for Juneteenth and stuff. And she asked me to make a drink. I'm like, sure. And this time, she does it on her own without even me helping. I'm like, oh, wow. Wow. And then she Bonus. Talks, she's, yeah. She's like, oh, daddy, this mango uh, rum smells really good. If, if, if there's no alcohol, I would totally drink this. 
<laughs> like, okay, baby, great. <laughs> like when you when you're a little older, maybe I could hook you up, and <laughs> you know, I could take care of you. But uh, for oh. now, just enjoy sniffing the the mango rum. <laughs> yeah, fair so, enough. Was she like Tom Cruise and cocktail? Like she was flipping the bottle. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. <laughs> How about that drink, Danny? Were you wrapping me up? Like, no, no, no. I, I think I, I was picking up my drink and my pinky tapped the sound. Oh, I thought that you were saying that was the song she was playing while she was making the drink. I, she might that as is well. a good, like, cocktail song. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to your point, Danny, that, uh, I, you know, it, she wasn't like Tom Cruise and Cocktail, but she was very scientific. It was very Bill Nye. Mm. She had the measuring cup and she was making sure she didn't go past the line and she's being very exact. Oh, I was, I'm the same way when I make cocktails. Yeah. I was very impressed. Made a really good banana cabana. I'm like, thank you. Now you gotta wow, be careful. Very nice. You gotta I figure I had a one in three shot in one of my kids being able to make me a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I like the that. other two. Next party we have, I'm gonna invite your daughter over here to Tin Bar. Okay, but that's yeah, all she can do. She can all she can do right now is make cabanas. But maybe I can expand her menu by the time that happens. Start <laughs> start a young. Start them yes. young. Start them young. young. I mean, it's New Orleans. Get so them I'm muddling young. going. I was yeah. gonna say this is a great skill for her to have in New Orleans. Oh yeah. So, this is Plenty true. of good employment later. <laughs> yeah, no, sure. you're, no doubt. And then she can hang it over liquor, and I don't never have to worry about her. See, the smart thing is, is that I give her props on this because they're like, let's say, oh, all three of your daughters do something, they all go get punished. She will look at you and be like, hey, how about that drink, Dad? That's a good point. Just put that punishment aside, Dad. Are you kidding? In a few years, she's going to be working at Coyote Ugly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she would love that. Water? No water here. Rah! She would absolutely love dousing somebody with water. But anyway, either yeah. way. So that was my week. It that's was, was that's pretty cool, yeah, though. That's cool. How about your week, Rachel? I finished school. We're done with kids. I have like hey. a teacher day on Monday, but that's it. A teacher Nothing day. about going to Disney World. Yeah. Oh, I did that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. thing. Yes. Yeah. Top my son, yeah, we took a weekend trip and, you know, real short, just two days. And then we were right back. But it was great. I'll have a trip report coming up on that. We did the Roundup Barbecue. So if people are interested in hearing about that new offering, I now know a lot more about it. And uh, we stayed at Pop Century and had a really nice stay. I don't know. Have you all ever ended up getting a accessible room? We got a like a handicap accessible room no no i don't think yeah. so so it was a little different but i didn't complain because like well, i guess it's a little little preview of my trip report but um initially we were assigned like the actual farthest away room at pop century you know what i mean like like as far away from the main building as you could possibly be <laughs> that was the room we got like top floor farthest building farthest room and uh, this was going to be the first time we went to Disney World where I didn't bring a stroller. And I thought, probably not the time to have my son have to walk to the farthest possible room, like yeah. his first trip without a stroller. <laughs> so, wow. Uh, they moved us into an accessible room. And I felt like at that point I had used my my wild cards. You know? <laughs> I was, like, Your I was like, cool, whatever. We'll just say, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so everything was short. <laughs> You know, because it's for somebody who's in a wheelchair. But it was actually great because my six-year-old could reach everything. So. Oh, that's oh, good. that's cool, actually. A, a perk. Um, yeah. Well, I can't wait to hear all about it. I yeah, yeah. We'll Same. be covering that very, very soon. Yeah. I yeah. Look forward definitely to hearing about that. And we definitely hope that all the fathers out there had a great Father's Day this past weekend. By the time you listen to this, it'll be after that. So, yeah. Hopefully, you guys had a good one. We're recording this on the Saturday, the day before the Father's Day Eve 
in which we're you know, we're recording this show. Yeah, I'm wishing all three of you a very happy Father's Day tomorrow. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And we wish Josh a happy yes, Father's Day tomorrow. Definitely well. to Josh as well. Yes, definitely. All right, guys, look. Anyway, enough of our jibber jabber. Let's go explore the elements of the universe. Here we are in the hub, our main topic segment of the show, and it's time for a movie review. On the show, we discuss Pixar's Elemental, which was released in the United States on Friday, June 16, 2023, as part of Disney's blockbuster summer movie season. And Disney describes this movie like so. And I quote, Disney and Pixar's Elemental is an all new original feature film set in Element City, where fire, water, land and air residents live together. The story introduces Ember, a tough, quick-witted, and fiery young woman whose friendship with a fun, sappy, go-with-the-flow guy named Wade challenges her beliefs about the world they live in. So there we go, guys. Usually when we do these movie reviews, we do a two-parts, non-spoiler, spoiler film, but we're just, I'm going to hit the spoiler film music just in case we happen to go into it, but we're going to offer like our overall thoughts, how we felt about Pixar's latest offering and all that. So just in case you're worried about getting spoilers, Here is your warning. Spoilers, just in case we do it, but we'll probably go into it. But here we go. This is our discussion and the whole thing. Um, I know three of us saw it. And uh, Rachel, you hadn't seen it yet. I haven't yet. It looks so cute, though. I'm definitely going to. Okay. And and, and just full disclosure to the audience, we're not ruining anything for you. You said spoilers don't really ruin things for you. Is that correct? Yeah. No, I'm good. I'm okay. To be honest, the the draw for me for this movie, I think, is going to be taking my kids. So I'm just excited to take them and and see what they think. Yeah, that was definitely one of the things. My kids wanted to see this. I'm like, "Uh, okay, sure. Why not? And, and it, it's funny because, like, just before that, quick aside, we I bought the Mario movie, Super Mario Brothers movie. Yes. I bought it at home to watch at home in my underwear and didn't have to get dressed. Popped our own popcorn. <laughs> it was very nice. Perfect. I feel like you overshared there a bit. No, it's, it's okay. okay. <laughs> it's like, you know, if, and nowadays it's like if I have to put on pants to go see a movie, it's like I have to really think about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm 100%. I totally so nice. agree. Kevin yeah. is not wearing pants right now. Whenever we record, you don't, y'all can't see oh, the well, That's the other, uh, you know, I'm when I record the, the podcast, yeah. no pants. Breaking yeah, the fourth wall. Yeah, that's, just, yeah that's well, what, that is just hot in South Louisiana right yes, now. So I don't yeah. know what the hell's going on. That's what we call scratching to the oldies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah thank you. But thank no, you. I'm I'm with y'all. Yes, uh, as comfortable as you can be, the better. Cool. So what do we think? What do we think about the Elementals movie? Who wants to start? Well, off? let me put it like this, because uh, y'all were just talking about y'all's kids. I went to my kid trying to convince my kid to go see the Flash. Oh, you know <laughs> that that's on our list. And she was like, "Daddy, I'll go see it if you really want to, but I don't really want to see it like that much because we had a daddy daughter day, and that's how." We ended up seeing it, and I was like, well, what do you want to do, babe? And she's like, well, what about Elemental? Can we go see that? And I was like, yeah, okay, fine, sure. You know, it's a new Disney. I can't, you know, can't complain about that so much. But I really wanted to see The Flash. <laughs> and Eli and I actually snuck into the theater. Oh, did you really? Yeah, we nice. snuck in, saw some of The Flash. We saw Batman and Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Yeah. yeah was oh. like, pretty pretty cool scene. Yeah. I was like, let's just stay right I here. Know, I know. That's, our, that's on our list. Yeah, for sure. We want to see that. We want to see Spider-Man, the next universe thing. And we also want to see uh, that Kraken kid movie thing. Oh, and yeah. And now Barbie. Apparently, we saw the preview for the Barbie movie. Oh, yes, that see looks that. good, too. What's the Kraken thing? Teenage Kraken. Teenage Some girls Kraken. Teenage it's, Kraken. It's like when Disney released Little Mermaid, they released that. 
Oh, yeah. So that's their answer to Little Mermaid, apparently. It's just some teenage Kraken. Little Mermaid, the Little Mermaid is the villain in the Kraken movie. Mm. So they're answering the Little Mermaid 35 years too late, or is this it's like... It's a DreamWorks. Yeah, oh. it's DreamWorks. So all the mermaids are like the evil people. <laughs> and oh, the Kraken's yeah. the good people. They're the pretty people that no one can identify well, with. Well, Disney still did that with Stranger Tides, right? <laughs> yeah. They well, did I feel like this summer, like all, these, all the studios are making up for lost time, because all of a sudden there's like tons of movies I want to see in the theater and I feel like it's been years since there's been this many movies at once that I've actually been interested in. Really? Is there a Marvel movie coming out this summer? Because I I'm trying I to think, think it was Guardians was supposed to be the Marvel movie. That was, that was yeah. super Well, early. and Spider-Verse. Oh, Spider-Verse. Okay, That's true, okay, yes. Yeah. Alright, so to get back to the movie itself, yeah, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of how to start this out. Carefully. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess, like, here's what I want. I'm just from seeing the the trailer and the you know preview stuff and the art. I guess I'm I'm just interested in like what's the central conflict? There is no bad guy in this movie. Yeah. Okay. This is a movie about interracial dating, plumbing, and plumbing. poor city planning. <laughs> it's is my that's the best I can do. Uh, right, so what you're saying is it's a movie that is of its time. Yes. Well, I don't know if it's of his time. I mean, it seems like we did the interracial thing with West Side Story. Uh, Soul Man. Jungle Fever was 30 years ago. I did I love mean, me some Jungle Fever. Yeah. It seems like they wanted to make a movie about interracial dating, and they kind of threw in everything. I was like, a metaphor for it. It's like, yeah, but we're Pixar. It's got to be funny. It's got to have action. It's got to appeal to kids, so we got to throw in a bunch of stuff. But that's really the heart of this. But there is really no bad the The bad guy in this movie is, I guess, prejudices? But okay. there's really there not, is that I could see that yeah. But there really isn't anybody yeah. that's like racist. I yeah. mean, it, it's weird to say the word because it's a freaking cartoon movie about elements, elements. but nobody's yeah. trying to stop but them. Yeah. In this world, fire is like the least acceptable element, I suppose. That's amongst a the other elements. Yeah, that's a fair good way to and put so it. So fire kind of gets a, a bad rap. Yeah. And so there are people, and even fire have prejudice against other elements. Like fire hates water, you know, that, that kind of thing. So anyway, that's kind of what it is. But there really isn't a whole lot in the way of a, a central conflict. Um, I'll say this. I've questioned at times if I'm just getting too old to appreciate the Disney Pixar movies. Since I really haven't seen one since Moana that's really resonated with me. I mean, Onward King. Moana is not Pixar. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm thinking... You know, we say Disney Pixar, but I mean, really, who are we fooling? It's kind of all the same yeah, thing awesome. at this point. But Onward was the closest thing I can think of. The last time I saw a Disney slash Pixar movie that I can think of where the concept was cool, the visuals were cool, the plot was completely original, but it's still a highly flawed film, but I still enjoyed it. Moana was just perfect across the board. Th- this one, like, again, I'm questioning, I'm watching this thing, and I'm not really digging it, and I'm kind of questioning... Have, have, am I just too old for this? And we saw the movie with a 14-year-old, a 13-year-old, and a 10-year-old. And about an hour in, they were all like, how much longer is this? And that was not a good sign. So I'm sorry, no. Pixar, or who am I kidding, Disney? It, it's not us, it's you. Well, not only that, but the, the, <laughs> the, same, the same kids saw the movie with us and asked us questions after the movie about why this and that. And they, so that's never a good sign of storytelling it's one thing if you fall asleep in the movie it's another thing if you were awake watched the movie and said 
I don't get why that happened. And yeah. then you're having a discussion about that. And he was like looking to walk out. He's like, y'all ready to go? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, let's oh, just no. go. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. crazy, yeah. And, and it's sad because Pixar used to kind of be the gold standard in animation. And an opening night for a Pixar release, that was like a musty event. But when we saw Elemental, we saw it on opening night. And we were able to buy six tickets together an hour before the show started. And when we got there, the Bill theater was watched. mostly empty. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like yeah, my, no my one was, was watching elemental whatsoever and i think that probably because the marketing wasn't very good i don't think i i saw much in the way of a trailer i think the first trailer i saw was before we left but yeah it's it's a flawed movie what we saw was a flawed movie and that's not to say it was a completely movie but it wasn't anything special it's like it, like it's actually kind of forgettable and for pixar again gold standard that's that's not good so, yeah, I don't really know what else to say. I mean, again, I kind of formulated these thoughts into non-spoilerish kind of things. So I'm not really saying too much about what happens in the movie, but it's just it's 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 kind of a boring story to begin with. I mean, well, no, here's the thing. So for essentially you took away from that because I was wondering uh, about how that would relate to people that hadn't gone through something like this. But my my kids of similar age, they loved it. Mm. They love oh, really. Movie. Yeah, they absolutely. And for me, like so for Pixar things, Coco is my standard. If it doesn't match up to Coco, then it's like, as of late, you know, Coco is ah, definitely my standard. Love so if, Coco, yeah. Yeah, I, I'd watch that movie over and over again. And I I might watch this over and over again. I'm not definitely not going to go back into the theater just to watch it again. Coco, I did. You know, I, I watched it twice with, with no hesitation. Uh, this one, I'm like, uh, if I had other better choices, I would do it. Even if it, it popped up on Disney Plus, it's like, you know, I'd watch it if the kids put it on, but I wouldn't like intentionally go see it. That wouldn't be like my primary thing. So it's like, I liked it, but I didn't absolutely love it to the level of Coco, you know? And so it's like, the story I got with, uh, of it is of uh, being a first-generation immigrant, I mean, child of an immigrant in, this, in the States. That's the story that I got from it. And so the, the, uh, there's not really any bad guy to Danny's point, but the thing that you're, the, the, the struggle that the, the main character had to deal with was dealing with the expectations of the people that just came from the old country versus the things that you're trying to do in the new country and, and trying to please both worlds and then maybe reconciling that maybe, you know, hey, I'm, I'm not this person that my parents want me to be or expect me to be. And I might just do this versus somebody somebody's saying that, hey, you're actually really good at this particular thing and you should pursue that. You know, so I totally related to this movie, you know, because I went through a similar thing. You know, she has a really good talent to be a glassmaker of some sort. I don't know what that means in that particular <laughs> world. Me, I had a really good talent to be a musician. Still do. You know, my parents wanted me to be a doctor or something or an engineer or something that really made money to establish myself in the new world. And so, you know, the same thing with the main character taking over the store. It was something that was stable, that was business, that would keep them going and, and, and have them prosper in the new country that it moved to. See, I'd be cool with that if it wasn't for the fact they just kind of threw that in out of nowhere. Like, up until that point, I think it was halfway through the movie where you even got any glimpse into the fact that maybe that's not what she wanted to do. Yeah, but I mean, the whole story about the immigrant thing, I picked up right up that right Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. The no, immigrant no, I mean, part yeah. of it, absolutely. The fact that she wasn't looking to follow in her family's footsteps, that was the part. And again, I'm trying to be guarded, but I, I know you said spoilers. But the whole idea of not walking, that just kind of seemed to come out of nowhere. All of a sudden, halfway through the movie, they're like, they're offering her a job. And she's like, you know what? I don't think I want to do this for a living. We're like, wait, what? <laughs> and that was kind of the main problem with the movie to me. Is it just seemed to kind of make up the plot as it went. But, you know, I can kind of see that because it takes you some convincing when you're in that world, when you are immersed in like an immigrant mindset where you got to have a stable life in order to make something of anything in this new country. 
that you, you, you actually might have something else that's other than like, not to be stereotypical Filipino, but I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nurse. I'm not anything of that kind of ilk that would uh, uh, say to my family, hey, you're successful. No, I'm, I'm a drummer that I happen to do pretty damn good and I make money off of that. So I saw where she was going with that as far as, but there was your, to your point, there was no indication early on of there was that kind of struggle. Right. You know, somebody had to point it out to her like, hey, you're actually pretty good at this. You ought to consider this. And all of a sudden it's like, boom, it's like, oh, I'm really good at this. Like, really, you didn't know that you were decent? Like, I knew early on, I was like, hey, I like drumming. I like doing this thing. Right, like, give us a scene where she's in her room and she's made all these glass-blown structures. That would have been better. And you're like, oh, my God, this she has a talent. That, in the movie, you only saw her do it when she needed to do it to patch up the pipes because really or fix the store or the store with the with the glass she put the glass over the counter that's it so i'm guessing she's good with glass she's good with glass she's very good with <laughs> okay. glass. she takes pieces of glass and she melts them together and then she no better yet she takes sand <laughs> and fires it up and turns into glass <laughs> there, there's a part in the movie literally where she's like picks up all these pieces of glass she melts them together she blows into it the thing comes out and i turn to eli after she makes this huge race i said nice blow job I died. Hey, hey, that's why I'm chuckling loud because I, <laughs> I died. Like, I, I felt bad for the two guys sitting next to me who was listening to the movie because I laughed hard on that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I don't even want to say that it was a bad movie completely. Like, I love the artistic style of this movie. The oh, visuals. The that was great, huh? Yeah. Oh, God. The visuals were amazing. The Elemental City was like just visually engaging it's kind of like the place that you would if you were playing a video game this is like an open world video game you wanted to explore it and we've come to expect that ever since i mean to me ever since coco we expect that from pixar coco inside yeah like i like those things like and it's a cool concept it really is it's just a shame like the city makes no sense it just makes no sense yeah it seems overly hazardous (laughs) for all these elements to be sharing the same place that seems to be the central like hey if we're in the same place we might accidentally kill each other like you've got a, a a train that passes through that, that spills just water. splashes water no. everywhere. Stupidest thing I ever saw in my life. And that's what I'm saying. It's like it's just poor city planning, and that's what leads to the trouble that they have because the water spills out, and there's a dam with a crack in it. So anyway, yeah, it's like it it just kept happening every single time. It's like okay, we've moved on from the plumbing issue. They solve the nope. It goes right back to the plumbing again. The pipes break again. The pipes kept freaking breaking. Yeah. yeah. It just never stopped. And you're like, can we move on? Is somebody breaking the pipe? Is somebody is I told Eli like midway through, it's like, it's gotta be the the city supervisor person that was at the windbreakers game. Oh, the little cloud person? Yeah. yeah. She's yeah. gotta be the bad yeah. guy who's making sure that this doesn't get fixed. Because why does this keep happening? <laughs> <laughs> like this just randomly keeps happening. They keep fixing it and it breaks. And it keeps fixing it and it breaks. And it keeps happening. I Oh, it's it's all the reinforce the father's prejudice of water, which I thought was very weak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't, I, I didn't care for that much at all. I didn't like. I, I, I was gonna say like as a, as an overall thing, it's like um, I was hoping when I saw the movie that I had low expectations and that would maybe surprise me, but it was just good that I kept the blow. Uh, for the most part, I took it as there is a, an element, I think, of, of race or culture. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't, hey! no, pun intended. Nice, yeah. nice. Uh, secret word. But uh, also, I think it was a matter of classism, right? Because yeah. when yeah. they had the, the city, which visually, yes, to Danny's point, was uh, very awe-inspiring to see. But it was also too much like for your eyes to really go ahead and say, oh, I'm focusing on this or that. It was it so was beautiful. 
you know how they always do the making of like the art of elemental like the art of coco the art of yeah. uh, inside mm, yes. out yeah it's one i would definitely buy the book of that just to see the concept drawings the way they've rendered it to really kind of resonate because the city is beautiful yeah you the artists yeah the artists that it. worked on that are absolutely amazing oh, uh, to Danny's point is is y'all you guys did an incredible job yeah but on the on the visual note though the only thing that i thought was really weird which is the biggest part of the movie is how the fire people look because it seemed like it almost looked like 2d drawing over a 3d painting hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah, like yeah, yeah. if they went and saw the land like you know there was this little kid that would hit on the girl and he would pull plants out of his un- armpit and stuff you know Flowers, like, yeah. yeah and i was like that's a little gross but okay yeah, that's a back move on your part mr lad kid. yeah but you know this is the second movie which had a young boy just trying to be yeah cool like, cool. And, and like moana cool. was the last time they had somebody <laughs> like that and i'm like really we're going back to this i mean yeah they tried and but but every, props to that dude for growing his armpit here against a person that can set you on fire absolutely right. but every other character the water the clouds every other character in there looked like they fit in the world like visually but the fire people did not they just looked like hand drawn to me i see what you're saying yeah i see what you mean yeah Yeah. that just they were animated cool when she's running around but you could it just didn't look like it fit like if it's a pixar movie if something's rendered realistically it's all rendered like that yeah Mm -hmm. i I guess one could argue is like maybe they they set that uh uh, they did that to make them completely separate from the rest of the world it was definitely a purposeful choice at the same time it's like when you go when they went to that that game or whatever i don't know if it was a football game or whatever like basketball basketball in the air look like quidditch with basketball hoops they had fire people in the audience so i guess obviously it wasn't they weren't terribly ostracized yeah you know just i I have no idea i did like the wave move that's the only props i really seriously would give that oh the wave was cool the wave i thought that was cute yeah (laughs) but i would say like yeah no just the fact that you have that clod kid hitting on ember the entire time goes to show like the prejudice doesn't run as deep as you would the old school at least with the kids yeah yeah Yeah, at least least with the younger younger kids uh, yeah the people that moved here there's no nothing like that but no and that's why i say classism more so than race or culture clash whatever and know. the premise of of, of a city full of different elements trying to figure out how to coexist is, is really really promising and one of the things that made me be like okay cool let's go check this out but the problem is it just never really quite delivers on that promise the whole movie just kind of feels disconnected you know like they're just making up a plot as it goes along well they're using the plot using that as a background to whatever plot they were trying to do right yeah. i don't think they really cared about having a plot no i really yeah. don't i think they wanted to say something about they had a message yeah. you know dating interracially and and you Fight know the culture uh, and yeah. not letting your parents choose your path for you i think they had it was it was a movie with more of a message and, than a story I would say it, it was very message centric and not so much. Hey, I'm going on a ride here, and this is going to be fun, and I might learn something along the way. Yeah, yeah. I definitely agree with that. You know, as, as a child of, of immigrants that came in, it's like I can relate to the movie, but like Pixar movies used to relate to everybody. So unless you had my particular view, I, I took away a different little piece. But still, as I mentioned, it wasn't on the level of Coco or anything else as far as storytelling. So I mean, there's something to be said about that. Uh, yeah, and uh, I'm sure, and I'm sure my age on this one, but. When we all were teens, there was always like I I, I would akin this to like a John Hughes film, like The Breakfast Club or something. Where in other words, you got like teen angst, and it's like, well, I can't be with you because my dad doesn't want you here, and you know, I can't be with you because I'm from this rich water family. And, but you don't really get that. It seemed like a very odd message for a kid yes. movie. It, you know, now that he says that, I, I it just I'm picking up on that. Yeah, it really does seem like. You know this is for kids, right? Y'all basically making a movie about dating and the hatred that people have towards 
people of different cultures, Judgment. races. Yeah. And, yeah, and class, that's, yeah. it's it's heavy. It, it is very heavy on that. Yes. Um, but you know, if it empowers somebody to pursue that just because you're you know, they, they just love a person for themselves, then good for them. But that's fine. Well, right. I mean, but the people it would empower are probably too old to watch this movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and, you mean to like to understand what they're trying to get, convey? No, I mean like if by the time you're dating, you're probably around 15, 16, 17 years old, I would suppose. And this is a movie. I mean, it's a movie about a bunch of, there's a lot of fart jokes in the movie. It's a lot of, it, it's a, it's a kid's movie. Well, you know, it's funny. It's like, I turned to my daughter. I was like, I wonder what would happen if the fire people farted. Uh, I wondered what would happen if Ember and Wade had a baby. Would it be steam? Yeah, dude. I I, I, th- I told my daughter they would be a cloud, because essentially that's what a cloud is, is right? Yeah, it's it the is. right temperature. But it's the right temperature plus okay. moisture becomes a cloud. I figured they have a cloud baby. So when yeah. it cra- when it cries, it rains. That's <laughs> what's going on. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, that was know. the other major problem with the movie. I hated Wade. Yeah, I, I liked Ember a lot. I could see she that. was great. Wade was. Freaking annoying as hell. He had no spine, and that's no, not because he was made of water. Like I watch, it, like there's no way conceivably that any woman would have ever fallen for this guy. I agree, <laughs> totally. Agree. Yeah, that, that is kind of well. He's got no game. No game. Like she spends twenty minutes. Okay, because this is spoilers, right? Yes, yeah, she spends yeah. twenty minutes chasing him down. The whole movie starts because he accidentally gets sucked into her piping, which is weird. Yeah, I saw that in the yes, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He accidentally gets sucked into her piping. They meet, and he's like, oh, well, this isn't up to code, which is so weird because they said later in the movie that there shouldn't have been water going to any fire town houses anyway because water can kill them. <laughs> so I don't know why she wouldn't be up to code. So he writes her up, and he starts running away. She's pleading with him, wait, no, stop, come back, don't do this. And he's running from her. He's running. It's like a 10 to 15-minute chase sequence where she just doesn't quite get there. And then finally he turns in the complaints on her. And she's like, no, but my dad's going to be so disappointed. She's like, he's like, oh, I didn't know that. If you had just said that, I wouldn't have turned him in. That was terrible. It was horrible. Like, if you would have just stopped and listened to her, she was pleading with you to stop. But at the same time, if she would have just said her, what was on her mind, it would have been totally fine. Well, if you were like, it's hard to be like, hey, I'm sorry. Come back here real quick because my dad's going to disown me. And blah, blah. Like, it's hard. Like, if he's that soft hearted, shouldn't he have stopped and listened to what she had to say? But there's a lot of times where she should have just came out and said what she said when she had the opportunity, but she never did, which pissed me off. I was like, just freaking speak your mind. Well, they were, again, yeah, they didn't communicate very well when it served the plot. Correct, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Why Why is he running away from her and she's trying to plead her case and he still turns into tickets because the movie needs to happen? Yes. <laughs> That's all you can give That's it. The only reason for it. Logically, it makes no, no sense, sense except no, the movie needs to happen. If that, if if Wade was your boy and he came up to you and said, "Yeah, hey man, fire," you know, I met this fire chick, like literally made a fire, and you're like, "Well, we made of water, <laughs> we can't touch her," and he's like, "Yeah," but not only that, she's tried to kill me a couple of times. But I think I love her. She's hot. She's hot. <laughs> and, you know, but, um, but she fire. She don't want have nothing to do with me. And you know, like in other words, like there's no part in this movie where I really felt the emotional trip to say oh you guys need to fall in love because you've gone through so much together they didn't really have that he just followed behind her he got you know he got fussed like here's the part for me where i was like look man you need to get out of this there's a part where she's ember she's with the her parents and there's this big ceremony so he decides to show up and they don't want him there he's like but i love you now typically in any other movie they're like yeah you carry away, boy. Everybody was like, yeah, we all hate this dude. 
And then she turns around like, I don't want you. I want you here. So he turns around and leaves. Look, that should have been the end. You don't come back from that. No, you know what? You know what? He shouldn't come back. And and and, st- and and Rachel, I'm sorry for spoilers. No, it's okay. I was I was I was okay with the movie and whatever until it got to the point where your boy at it caught in the urn or whatever the cistern. Oh yeah, freaking evaporated and like uh, ostensibly died. Mm-hmm. Oh god! And yeah. I was about like, yeah. Oh, Pixar's going there. Oh, I'm into this. Now, uh, this yeah. is great. This is great. I was taking I that. Love this. Yeah. And then when he started slowly coming back, I'm like, mother. And it was how he came back. We don't back. need the freak in this happy ending. And my daughter turns. I'm turning my daughter. My oldest was sitting right next to me. I'm like, God, why the freak did he bring him back? And my daughter's like, it's Disney dad. What do you expect? Yeah. I'm like, okay, Mom, fair. I'm sorry. They killed off everybody's parents in every single movie I watched as a kid. That's and true. I found a way to deal with it and move on. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. Dude, if they would have killed off the main boyfriend, I would have been like, all right, I'm good with this. I, yes. 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 shit happens. <laughs> does happen. Yes. The way the father was coughing all the time, I thought, well, he's going to die at some point, too. Yes, yeah. I was expecting that as well. But Didn't kill him either. That. Never died. Yeah. But Never the minute died. he started with condensation and stuff and started, he started coming back, I'm like, oh, uh, collecting in the bucket. I'm like, that's it. Oh, I think come just- on. Yeah. I think we solved problems with kids these days. They did not have to go through Disney movie trauma like we did. <laughs> That's true. No, exactly. Perhaps if they had to experience more traumatic cartoons, they wouldn't be so anxious all the time. Hey, I remember being like traumatized when I saw Optimus Prime die in the Transformers movie. Cartoons can convey like real. What about Duke? What about Duke? Oh, G.I. Joe, yeah, Duke and oh. G.I. Joe. That was a hard. Oh, what death. was it? Was it Star Trek where Spock was caught in the? I don't know if you guys watched. Oh, the Raptor Khan. Yeah. yeah, where he was. He was dying. He was, yeah, he, was, oh, he died. Like, yeah. And, yeah. And Kirk had to leave. But when someone dies and it's a sacrifice that's made heroically to save somebody else, that's what that's what puts them over. Yeah, that's you that's know? exactly yeah. what I was hoping for. They were done with this, but no. But the came back he can't and I was, with I was, you and if he didn't come back i was i was happy like maybe okay she could still run her dad's store but also sell her glass art or something make the two worlds combine and do everything in honor of her past ex-boyfriend or whatever i thought it was gonna be like when they had that silent part which like oh man he sacrificed himself for me i thought it was going where she was like i'll do whatever i want because life is finite and he just showed me that and that's where I thought it was going. Until that would have been good, too. Sippy, him crying and falling out the ceiling and all that. The condensation. And all that. Like, look, if I'm still this girl's dad, I'm like, I'm sorry, Ed, but look, you do not need to be with this dude. This dude is not going to back you up when times is rough. He going to cry his way through everything. <laughs> he can't make it. Yeah, I did not care for that kid whatsoever. None. He, he didn't. They did not do a good job conveying it. That's part of the problem with the movie. The movie's kind of all over the place. It starts... To me, I'm like, okay, it's a movie about self-control because she keeps losing her temper and she keeps blowing her stack and she's trying to figure out how to manage her temper and work amongst people that are pissing her off. But then it becomes kind of like a buddy film and then it kind of turns into a rom-com and then it turns into a movie about overcoming prejudices. I mean, it was just all over That's the place. That's a lot. Yeah. 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 No, and not, not to mention like the whole immigrant thing. Like you're first born yes. an immigrant. That whole thing you got to deal with and they're terrible heroes by the way they can't solve anything the 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 main thing that got me worked up was i think like daddy said earlier when they had to fix this dam they took three tries to do it and they failed every time every single time so much so to the point where their whole town flooded 
And as a person from Katrina, I just hate seeing towns flood. Oh, no. Yeah, I no can doubt. imagine. And, then the, and here's this person made a fire. They couldn't even heat up the water that was flooding them to turn it into steam so they wouldn't die. And the dude worked for the city. It wasn't like they even put in a ticket to go fix it. Like, <laughs> oh, what did she do? She sprayed some glass? Eh, it's fine. Oh, but Danny, he sucks. He was about to get fired. So uh, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, and then he turned the other people into submit because he was, like, incompetent or something like that. There was the other thing. They, there was a part where Wade says, oh, Ember being with you, it, it changed my chemistry. I didn't see it. He didn't mm. turn into nothing. He didn't become like a bigger thing of yeah, water. Yeah, he was still H2O. Okay. Yeah, he was still the same person. So that's one of my biggest problems with this movie is that the message seems a little bit dangerous. The message that they're trying to teach people out there, which is that it seems to be saying like, no matter how diametrically opposed two people are to one another, even if being together is like hazardous to your health, no worries. People can just change their chemistry and make things work. And that's kind of a problem for me. Like the message just seems to be that people who are bad for one another can always be changed and made for the better if they just love one another. And it's like, no, like most of us encounter many bad relationships in our lives that we think are worthwhile, but then we find the right one. We realize, hey, look, those relationships, they were cool and I did care for these people, but that wasn't the right one. This is the right one because it worked out well. And this doesn't seem to work to me as like a one-size-fits-all kind of message. No, because like you say, in the beginning, opposites attract, but towards the middle and end, opposites attack. Yes. <laughs> no, that doesn't matter because uh, the, the mother predicted, saw it in their smoke, and they yes. were destined oh, to each other. That scene was terrible. That was good and terrible. The problem is it just kind of seems to justify any and every bad relationship one can have by, but I love them. <laughs> that's you know that's funny you say that because there was a part in there where she told her dad like oh well it's just you know it's how it is and this is how my how i feel and like i i was like damn i've gone through that with my own kid before i know and it still makes no sense they can't even put any exposition on that statement they just say i feel it it's like no this man literally remember he cried on her and then like half her face was missing it's like come on baby you can't <laughs> Date this man. Your half your face is gonna be you gonna die. You gonna die. You yeah. gotta eat logs to survive to be with this man. Right. It's one thing if you're making a movie like, okay, this is about prejudice towards fire or something like that. Okay, I get that. But when the elements are hazardous to each other's health, when the, each <laughs> of the elements can kill each other and do, like no one really dies this, but like water extinguishes fire, like half their faces Quickly. go missing. And they have to start eating wood oh, in and order vice versa. Yeah, to go yeah, back and the same yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, Ember accidentally burnt up. What you call it? Uh, Wade. Wade. Yeah. So like they're really literally horrible for one another. But that's my problem, man. It's like, man, this shouldn't be the message. It no. really shouldn't be the message that you're delivering to kids. Is that look, if your parents disapprove of the relationship, screw them. What do they know? Do it anyway, and you'll be on date live. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. it. <laughs> I'm okay with that to an extent. But it's like, it's not, you, got, you still got to be smart about it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, let's this, this, this be truthfully. I mean, there are Filipinos that are racist against black people. Oh, yeah. Well, there's black people racist. Yeah. Yeah. And, and vice versa kind yeah. of stuff. And so it's like, yeah, you just got to be smart about it. And if it really is true love, don't just do it out of spite. I mean, that's where it goes. To my point is like, if it helps people that are actually in love, truly in love to continue on the relationship, then fine. So be it. Well, you no, know, see a better it. movie. If you want to fall in love with somebody that's of a different culture, or ethnicity, or different class, of see a better movie. Well, Eli can tell you, he, as a as a father of a daughter who has dated people, people I have not approved of, of that, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Uh, a mixed child, of course. 
mm-hmm. yep. and has had to like kind of step back and after saying over and over and over again, sweet, this isn't good, this isn't good, had to let that child make their mistakes before they kind of came to that realization themselves and like, oh, shoot dad yeah i messed up with this person and that know? always happens right <laughs> yeah that always happens right and yeah. it's the end yeah, trust me she's not bowing to me in hopes that i bow to her and we start over she just says oh well, i made a mistake and uh can you help me you know pay my way out of it you know yeah. and, uh, <laughs> i'm like nah you know no, no thanks but yeah i think yeah. if you you can get this message it's it's definitely convoluted it's definitely something where you it's tough to enjoy. There's a better way to get the message. Across. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Zootopia did the, the exact same message a hell of a lot better. Yeah, sounds similar. I have a couple of questions. Well, like, I don't know if questions, but thoughts. So this movie, Elemental, has the same director as the Pixar movie, The Good Dinosaur, mm-hmm. which came out uh, quite a bit ago. I'm going to get the date. I have it right here. It was 2015. So about eight years ago. I remember taking my kid, just I had a young daughter at the time, and I thought she was going to love it, and we were all bored to tears. And so I guess I'm wondering, like, maybe this direct, he hasn't done anything since. This is like his his second thing since The Good Dinosaur. No, no, no. Like, if you've seen both, what do you think? Are they are they similar movies? Is it kind of a similar pace or? No. Wait, okay, so the pacing of this movie is kind of all over the place, but it's so much more visually engaging what you're seeing. The technology is better now. Yeah. <laughs> I would say if I had to choose between the two, and it's a tough choice. I would, I would easily put this above the good dinosaur. I think the good dinosaur had a better message. Whereas I felt like this movie is just more, what's the word? It's more acceptable to people to watch this. More I guess. Fun, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot more visually engaging. It's the, the concept okay. the the city and of it's a whimsical, right? Whereas when you watch the good dinosaur, it feels lonely. Like when you watch it, you don't, yes. it's, it feels desolate. It feels empty. It feels, eh. so yeah, I don't know how this guy got another job after the good day. Cause that really, that is really the first movie that was kind of recognized as like a, a Pixar flop. Yeah, a good dinosaur. I agree. So I don't know how he got the second one. But. Well, you know, it's, it's funny about this. I might see this. Uh, I might see Elemental again. I haven't seen Good Dinosaur since I last saw it. Oh, you can pass. It's yeah. My other thought here, too. So the last couple of Pixar movies, or the the last few, it was Lightyear last year, right? So the, the Buzz Lightyear kind of spinoff thing. Uh, Turning Red. Luca. Soul onward and then toy story four and so i'm just like kind of going through that list and i don't know since toy story they've really had a hit no i would 100 agree with yeah that. i agree with that too none of those i've actually uh, if if the kids happen to have it on i'll sit and watch it but i'm not going looking for it on d plus to watch it i've said it before and i'll say it again i i believe pixar is a kind of a dead brand at this point in time and it's unfortunate but the, i i think they've kind of killed pixar like uh, Nowadays, like you kind of made a point earlier, where it's like you know oh, that that was a Pixar movie, this is a Disney movie. You never used to have to say that before. Now they all kind of blend together for me. They do blend, yeah. And it's really kind of hard to distinguish one from the other. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point they just say, "Screw it, it's all just Disney Pixar animation, Disney slash Pixar." Mm. I'm surprised they that. haven't done it by now. Me too. Right. It, it, I just think that they've ruined that Pixar brand. Whatever cachet that the Pixar name had. Yeah, that's gone. Whatever cash, you know, that has left. 
And again, the one thing that I could, I think I can hold on to is I like the worlds that they create. They always seem to do a good job of coming up with worlds. They just don't really do a good job of telling stories anymore. Not engaging stories at all. Yeah, I'm looking at the list of Pixar movies since then. I'll throw Incredibles 2 in there as well. But since Coco, which is, uh, you know, Incredibles 2 is right after Coco. Since Coco was the last one that I would, if it's on, I'm watching it. Yeah, it's a near perfect movie. If I had to pick something, I'm going to watch Coco. If I'm going to listen to a soundtrack, I'm watching, Co- I'm listening to Coco or something. I'll watch Onward. Yeah. I yeah. will watch Onward because I think Onward has some great visuals. I love the concept. I thought the plot was highly original. I've never seen that done yeah. before. I would put Onward up there. I just think it got a bad rap because it got released uh, during, during COVID. Pan- yeah, the pandemic. Yeah, and, all that. and everybody didn't go to the theater to go see it. Now, again, it's a very flawed movie, but... But they tried. They, they tried did. something they different. But, you know, Danny, since Coco, so it would be Coco for me, then Onward, then Soul. Those are the three movies since Coco, t- since 2017, November, that I would probably watch again, for sure. Well, that's the cool part about a really good movie is that it has memorable scenes where you're like, oh, man, that is a very defining thing that I can attach yes, to. Yes, great world, great story, great everything, great music. It's just yeah, there it is. And you have very you have familiar parts. And he's like, oh, yeah, I remember he said this and said that this movie elemental, I'm saying, does that really hit that bar exactly where it needs to yeah. for that? No, I, agree with I, that. I agree with that. Can I ask Rachel a question? Like, yeah, yeah. so I've never seen Lightyear. I've never seen Turning Red, and it's because anytime I've ever asked anybody, like, what'd you think? They're like, eh, it's all right, I guess. Like, they, no one ever seems to be like, oh, my God, you got to see this movie. What do you think is the best, say, three movies that Pixar's put forward within the last, what, it's been, what, five years since Coco, I'd say? Yeah, since 2017. Yeah. At, like, oh post-Coco. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a good question. I did see Lightyear. Part of it for me, like these movies are tough for me because my kids are in that like Disney movie age, right? They're six and 11. And so a lot of these movies, I would tell you that I like, but it's mostly just because my kids really like them and I enjoy watching my kids enjoy them. Um, So like Luca, for example, my son really loves Luca and we watched it a bunch of times. And so like, I like Luca, but I think it's more because I like watching my son watch Luca my daughter loved Turning Red. She's like the perfect age for Turning Red. She's that preteen, preteen age. Um, so she really liked that. But so if I'm just thinking about mine, though, my favorite movies in the last five years, there's I, honestly, there's not really one on this list that I like loved. I loved Coco. Coco was great. I was kind of disappointed by Incredibles too. Yeah, me too. Same. I loved the first one and I had really high expectations and it just wasn't what I wanted it to be. And then Toy Story 3 was so great. Like I almost like Toy Story 3 the best with the daycare. Yes. Sunnyside daycare was like so funny. Toy Story 4 was kind of a disappointment too. Cause I thought like it was rolled downhill from Toy Story 3. Um, so th- yeah, there's not a lot in this list that I really loved. I would say the last Pixar movie that I just would totally blew me away was Inside Out. I loved Inside Out. Really? You see, I yeah. liked Inside Out. I didn't love Inside Out, but I did like it. But that was yeah. ambitious. It was. If it was ambitious. ambitious yeah. I'll give it a shot. Once again, great concept. I mean, conceptually, they're nailing it, but it's it's the follow through. It's like, what do you do with it? Once you put that concept out there, I feel like I've had like four or five ideas in my head that I'm like, oh, you could do this. You could do that. You could do that. And then when you watch the film and it's like, 
No, they just played it safe. They didn't really do anything with it. They really didn't flesh it out. Like they didn't shock me or awe me with what they where the story went. I should say. Having said that, yeah, no, I, I have no complaints about that. The Bing Bong scene was that yeah, was pretty heart wrenching. <laughs> we yeah. were talking about that. Yes. We were talking about that earlier about Disney movies where characters die in. And I was trying to think about that and I didn't say it out loud, but uh, that's kind of where my thought process was like, yeah. who have they killed off? And I'm thinking of, um, I'm thinking of Bing Bong. Bing Bong got killed off. I'm thinking of, was it the Grandma Tala in Moana? And again, I'm, I'm doing Disney and Pixar. Oh, Ray in The Princess and the Frog. Oh, Ray in The Princess and the Frog. But that was a ways ago, huh? Yeah, it was old. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were just talking about the good dinosaur. The dad dies in that one. Oh, that's true. I totally don't remember that. Oh, wait. Uh, you know what? Coco, the Abuelita, she dies. Like the, maybe not Abuelita. What a, the oh, great yeah. grandma. Yeah. The great grandma, yeah. Does, Coco. Coco does that dies. count, though? Because they get he gets to go see them after. Yes. That's true. I don't know that that counts. That, yeah. was, a, that was a happy. That was a happy. Ending. I could see that. That's a. It's a half a point on yeah. that one. I yeah, suppose. but still, <laughs> yeah. the Ernesto De La Cruz twist. That that's still that's that's pretty impactful. Yeah, death kind of really didn't care, matter too much of that movie because you always just saw them. Just get some Doritos. You good? <laughs> well, I had I had one more thought. So my last thought is, just looking at this recent list of Pixar movies, the only one on the list that isn't a sequel. So the only like original. Pixar movie on the list in the last like 10 years that has anything in the parks is inside out. And so I'm wondering, do you think elemental will have something in the parks? Oh my God. You know, I was just talking to this with our neighbor when we we're going to, I was like, yeah, I wasn't a fan of that movie, but can I tell you something? I could totally see Disney redoing living with the land and, and making this, I mean, this is tailor made for Epcot. Oh, this no, absolutely. Elemental is tailor-made for at least old Epcot. I, I, you know, I was just about to say old Epcot because the other day I was just thinking, I was like, man, they're getting away from the edutainment aspect of that. Yeah. You know? I, and it's oh, like, if they can do IP, they'll put IP in any day. Yeah. If they can that do IP true. and maybe get some edutainment in there, absolutely. Totally. Yeah, but they'll only do it if the movie you know, gets over big. It has to make big. money. Yeah, it's got to it's gotta go over big. I mean, shoot. We're still how far into it? And we've uh, The best we got with Moana is the journey of water but yeah i mean i'm interested to see if they put stuff in the parks i'm actually now that i think about it i'm actually surprised at how much inside out does have yeah they have that big character meet in Epcot. you know there's always rumors that figment's journey into imagination is going to become inside out i think that is you know something that's on the table i wouldn't be unhappy yeah, with that the same yeah. here I they have that knows. they have that attraction in disneyland on Pixar Pier. I like that movie. I tell you what, yeah, like why not do Inside Out in the theater? Like, you know, the uh, 3D movie theater that Captain Yoda oh, used to play and Journey, in. And Journey, okay, yeah, yeah, and then Hunting a oh, the Audience. Do like a, a, a 3D movie or something? Yeah, a 3D movie with Inside Out I think would work really r- well. I mean, especially Yeah, that would be cool. appeasing all those people who wouldn't want to see Figment leave imagination, which I can understand. Right. But Elemental in the Land that just worked. Dude, that's, that's, I mean, you, you could replace that. You could even replace that movie that's currently there. Well, I keep saying symbiosis. Oh, sir, yeah, the circle of life. Yeah, there's the one with the, Timon and Pumbaa now. Yeah, it I used can't to be symbiosis, but I don't know the name of it now because it doesn't stick with me. Yeah. I saw it once and that was all I needed. But they could def- definitely replace a movie with that and just have a little edutainment stuff happen. Sure, 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 sure. You like, know? you know, I, I would 100% co sign because, I, I, again, like, I hate the idea that you need to make money on these movies in order for these movies to be attractions. Because some of the concepts are better than the movies themselves. Yeah, and you know, and who knows? Maybe the uh, the attraction version of the movie might be better than the movie itself. 
Oh, it, uh, that happened. Which often. would be totally great if this is the way Disney has to find original IP to put in their parks and make it better than anything else. Then so be it, right? Because mm-hmm. they're definitely not doing it like they used to, where it's like you take original IP and you just throw it straight into the park. Well, let me ask you this: Would y'all be okay if they got rid of living with the land and put in yes. like a? Uh, <laughs> Rachel didn't even let me finish. <laughs> I'm I'm with you, Rachel. I 100 agree. But uh, before I say, uh, let's see what the other. Would y'all be okay if they got rid of living with the land, all the hydroponics, all that stuff, and put in a living with uh, and put in an elemental boat ride? All right. See, I was you, with you until you said get rid of hydroponics. I well, gotta have my hydroponics. They could do it behind the scenes, <laughs> but <then laughs> I, I want to see the I want to see the roots sprayed with. You know, I want I want the hydroponics. Well, okay. Well, if they could, maybe they have an animatronic clod there to explain how things are growing, and all the hydroponics are coming out of his armpit. Oh, well, maybe there's a tray that just shoots the water on the roots. Look, they can get rid of all the NASA stuff because they haven't done anything with that since then. I don't need to see you growing plants in moon rocks. Like, okay, big whoop, great. And you know, yeah, but totally, yeah. But I like I like hydroponics. Yeah, so you you yes. Yes, yes, but keep the hydroponics from yes, me. With the, but the with the Give me the hydroponics, man. Eli? Uh, yeah, I, I would I would say it would be good to trade it out. It's visually uh, elemental, that is. It's a, very, it's a visual masterpiece, so, so to speak, with all the colors and whatnot. So, yeah, it's better to have something vibrant than just nothing at all. I'll tell you another thing I, I was asking Eli about, and we even stayed for the credits to see it. Where was John Ratzenberger? Hmm. Like, they, they hadn't just, put him in a while, huh? Yeah, are they just done with him? I get either that or Ratzenberg is like, all right, this is not the same Pixar. I'm out. Well, I mean, but they always used to refer to him as his good luck, as their good luck charm. I think they could use him right about now. Yeah, he was not in that movie. Look what it did. That's yeah. a fair point. I think uh, maybe bring him back. Yeah, he could have been a cloud or Doorman. He could have been the. He could have been. He could have been Doorman. He could have been the uncle, the of dad, the wine family. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot. Well, Rachel, hopefully we gave you some. Uh, Hope to watch this movie or some sort or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, I want to hear how your kids do with this. I'm excited to take them. We do, like our summer is going to start next week, so I anticipate I will be taking them next week. Well, Rachel, I hope you enjoy your experience with Elemental. If you have any thoughts when you watch it, it'd be love to hear it and see what you think. And of course, listeners, we'd love to hear you guys' thoughts on this movie if you've watched it and you've listened to our view. Uh, is there anything that we missed? Is there anything that we got spot on? Or is it you have an alternate take? Let us know, and we're about to tell you how to do that in just a little bit. Well, y'all, we hope you enjoyed that discussion about Pixar's Elemental. I'm sorry, Disney Pixar's Elemental. If you want to learn more about us, go to magicroa.com. There you'll find our social media links, past episodes, and more. Plus, if you want to get in touch with us to share your opinions on this movie, you can do so through the following ways. First, use an email at show at magicroa.com. Or call or send us a text message that said, say, text us at 1815 Moeekin. That's 1815 Moeekin. 669-4227. And of course, we have a couple of people do things outside of the podcast. First of all, we got Eli does things with comics. Eli, sir. Yes. What you got, man? Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Uh, you can visit me at www.ivorycomics.com. We can see all the work that I've worked on, 48 pages, fully colored. The only ad is for the Magic Highway podcast, no one else. That's pretty much like uh, double your money. If you're to get a Marvel DC comic, they have so many ads, very, you know, very few content. You get all the content, one ad, and that's the ad that counts. So uh, <laughs> right there, okay, so what if I draw that, you probably ask yourself? Uh, Molly Be Damned, Project Geisha, and Savages. So you have 
those three books to choose from. There's a couple of issues of each. Again, get all that love right there. There's also blog posts, interviews. You get some of that action. There's always a link to the Magic Highway podcast. So you never miss a beat. Never miss a joke. You never miss a movie review. You never miss a travel, you know, trip report, all that good stuff. That's all the synergy. That's how we do it right there. So please support the indie arts, www.ivancomics.com. If you just want to reach out and say, hey, want to see how you're doing there. How about the social media as well? Uh, Facebook.com, Eli H. Ivory. As long as you're a real person, nice to meet you. But if you're about to not need to greet you, uh, I'm not a hacking stuff. I ain't got nothing to give you. Okay? So just leave me alone. <laughs> All right, leave Even all. though our government uh, uh, agency has been hacked, yes, to dear lord in Louisiana, oh badly, oh, no, and everywhere else, I don't badly. Know. Oh my goodness, yeah. Someone, someone told me like, well, I've got, I've changed my passwords and this and that. Like, look, I but let you know the secret doesn't matter. Doesn't doesn't matter. Does not matter uh, at all. The bots, if they want you, they go get you. So if <laughs> Eli ever reaches out for you for a date. Refuse it. Yeah. It's not the real Eli Ivory. <laughs> yeah, not the real Unless Eli. you pay the Patreon, then you get a date with Eli Ivory. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I, I won't do you wrong through Patreon. Yeah, you're right. That's it. Uh, Project Geisha has a Facebook page there. So, yeah, you go to Facebook.com slash Project Geisha. So, people have done that. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Uh, Instagram, I post up the hearts and likes there. And it, uh, also, like, whenever we have clips that we... Uh, post through there i put that in the story so you can have that to, to share it and view as well so on instagram that's eiv504 and of course on twitter i can be found at hancock 166 so if you appreciate the madness still you are just bringing me the gladness thank you very much and um rachel if i wanted to book a vacation in new york city could you do that i could yeah oh. we just did one last february it's great we saw the um harry potter stage show harry potter and the cursed child oh, the oh cursed- did yeah. you really like one of the top five experiences in my life my Holy oldest one really wants to so see that. good that is awesome and look guys if you want to book a vacation in new york city to see the harry potter the cursed child you could do it with the rachel rachel tell them how to do this yes yeah, so i can book um in the in that case uh major hotel brands around the world so not just in the united states but any major hotel brand around the world and cruises and then you know all your awesome theme park destinations like disney uh world land alani disney cruise line universal you name it i can help you get there and i just want to help be your ally and your advocate as you are planning a really special vacation um, because vacations are not cheap and you want to make sure that the money you're spending is getting you the experience and the memories that you're you're hoping for. And so that's that's where I come in. I try to help get that to be what you want it to be as much as possible. So I'm happy to help and I'm at no extra cost to you. And in fact, not only is it not any extra cost to you, but it means that some of that vacation money that you would have paid anyway comes right back here to magic our way in this fan community so please reach out um you can get me at rachel r-a-c-h-e-l at magic or you can call or text me my number is 978-432-WISH and i would be so honored to help your family plan a wonderful vacation awesome y'all and look if you want to access all the information we just mentioned go to magic forward slash about us also, if you want to elevate your support of the Magic Our Way podcast, go to patreon.com forward slash Magic Our Way. There you'll find six awesome tiers to support this show. Any way in which you can support the show is deeply appreciated. 
We also want to thank you for being a loyal listener, and we always love hearing from our listeners. All opinions are always welcome on the Magic Ari podcast, so make sure you get in touch with us today. So, my weekends, we say Quaharini. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. Magic out. And you are. Bye.